In this beautiful gospel story, we have many of the things that we all go through as human beings, some of the most serious realities that are going on here. Of course, death, unexpected death being one of them. Fear, depression, anxiety, doubt in God's existence and doubt in the fact that God is actually paying attention to us at all. Jesus here comes into this uh, this situation very even-keeled, very purposeful, and we can kind of see his divine nature burst forth. We're told that this is the event from John, from the Gospel of John. He says this is the event that essentially, right after this passage, if, if you were to keep reading on, it would say that this was the event that basically triggered the passion and the crucifixion of Jesus. The context of Jesus curing and healing and bringing back to life is friendship. And Jesus talks many times in this, or we hear many times about the relationship that Jesus had with these three siblings, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Jesus, we first hear that the sisters sent word to Jesus saying, Master, the one that you love is ill. Again, we hear, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and Lazarus. And finally, Jesus himself says, Our friend Lazarus is asleep, but I am going to awaken him. Anyone, and this is the thesis of the homily here, anyone who is friends with Jesus really has nothing to worry about in the big picture. If we are friends with Jesus, there is absolutely nothing, there is nothing that can take us down. There is always a happy ending. We join Jesus in the resurrection. It's not to say that we're not going to go through deep sufferings. Jesus went through deep sufferings. But we don't need to live our lives worrying about the small things. Jesus doesn't want us to fret, to live in fear, to live in anxiety, to live in depression, or to live in some kind of nihilistic, there's no point to anything, existence. Jesus wants us to live in hope. There's eight times in the gospel that was just read, eight times, There's references to faith. And Jesus, you can interpret this a few different ways. When Jesus weeps, my personal interpretation of this is because of where it is in the text that he's weeping, is that at least part of the reason that he was crying, that he was weeping, was he's been with everybody this long, and they still do not trust him. It's hard for me to imagine that Jesus was perturbed at the fact that Lazarus was dead. 
because Jesus himself intentionally, we're told in the beginning, waits to actually come for, he wants Lazarus to die so that he can show everybody and exercise his power and show people that they should be trusting in him. So Jesus intentionally waits for Lazarus to die. We hear that in the very beginning. I think Jesus is more broken up about the lack of faith. Because there's eight references, again, to faith throughout this, throughout this passage about Lazarus. One of the things that I really appreciate about this, this television show that um, a lot of Catholics are watching called The Chosen... I haven't actually watched it. I haven't even watched a single episode. And that's for my own reasons. That's because I love the gospel so much. And I have, in my own imagination, I have just kind of such a a vivid way of seeing what's happening that I don't want to mess around with that, for me, personally. But the people that I trust, people I highly respect, they give the thumbs up to this show. And I have people telling me every single week, seems like for the past three years, this show is amazing. And what I make of that is people are seeing Jesus in a very personal, familiar way. And his humanity is kind of expressed very well, apparently, in this show. So anything that can do that is probably a very good thing. Our relationship with Jesus should look like a very familiar, normal relationship that we have with a friend. It should feel something along the lines of a friendship. And you could think here marriage, or you could think a non-marital relationship or friendship. Where I've known this person for all these years, and we have a history together. And because we have a personal, relational history together, I've leaned on them a million times before, and so I know I can trust and rely on them when this new thing comes up. It's like that stability that should, in, when things go the right way, in marriage should continue to increase. There's a depth that comes in a marital relationship. Five years, ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Things start to change. It goes deeper. This is what Jesus wants us to have with him. This familiarity. He shouldn't feel distant. The friendship. Mary, Martha, they're very sad. They still trust him. The disciples are kind of nervous about going in. They know that this could be the end of him if he goes back and sees Lazarus and sees the sisters. Everybody's kind of trembling. Everybody's fearful, kind of a little panicky at the situation. Jesus comes in very cool. He knows exactly what he's going to do. He has the plan. We saw everybody go, you know, two years ago. That was only two years ago, maybe a year ago even, with all of the ways that we handled COVID as a society, you just see the power. That's just a good sample size that I hope all of us remember for the rest of our lives. The power of fear. The power of death. How much we as human beings fear death. 
Death is the number one fear. It's the thing, it's the enemy that assails us as human beings. Nobody can get out of it. It's the ultimate lack of control. Nobody's ever made it out. Except for Jesus. And he still had to go through it. And so, the reason that we should trust Jesus, and the word faith means we should understand faith, generally speaking, when we hear the word faith and when a a priest like myself talks about faith or we talk about faith with each other, trust, trust, trust. As many times as we can a day, in as many ways as we can practically with our actions, trusting, trusting in Jesus that he will take care of this situation. Somebody mentioned to me the other night, this is two nights ago, I was struggling with crippling anxiety pretty much most of my life. And then in 2017, I started to go all in in my faith. I started, I converted, started to follow Jesus. Crippling anxiety is gone. It's not there anymore. This is what it's like to be with Jesus. Jesus conquered death. That's what the resurrection was. That's the point of the resurrection. And if we don't believe in the resurrection, then we should look into it. If we don't really, truly believe that Jesus got up with his body after three days in the tomb, being dead, that that actually happened, that he stayed on earth for 40 days, then we should really investigate that. And we should look into it as much as we can. We should look into the apologetics behind it. Because we have 2,000 years worth of people speculating about this, of people trying to disprove this reality. People are still trying to disprove this reality. That's why every time around this year, every year around this time, there's always a kind of a new documentary or a big YouTube video that comes out trying to disprove the resurrection of Jesus. So we should look into what are the arguments for the resurrection, what are the arguments against the resurrection, if we really don't believe it. Because if we believe in that reality, then there is nothing to fear. Yes, we will go through sufferings. Yes, we will go through hardships. But overall, we should know the end of the story. And that's how we should live our lives. With hope. With trust. That this is very, very real. And this very much applies to me personally. And that I can have this friendship with the living God. We live in a very anxious and fearful society. That means that we are probably not a Christ-centered society. When depression rates, anxiety rates are higher than they've ever been since we started recording those rates. Suicide, we all, tragically, we all know, have been touched by that reality, that grim reality. There's a lack of hope. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Going deeper with Jesus in friendship is the answer. Jesus wants the friendship. It really is fairly simple. Go deeper in that relationship. Lord, we ask you to conquer any fear that is within us. And we ask you to put all of our trust in you. 
as Mary and Martha did. Amid the uncertainties and the anxieties of life that assail us, help us to not fret the small things. Help us to let go of control and trust in you. Help our trust and our faith in you to grow and help our hope in you to also grow and our hope in the things that you promise us. Help us to stay and abide in that friendship with you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.